all the desire. Oh, oh. I just want it so bad. Oh, you know. Amazing. And it just seems so real. It's right there. Just want to reach out and touch it. For what all disappears. Sometimes it feels like everything is passing me by. Every now and then it feels like my ship has gone and sailed away. But I, I gotta be strong. Gotta hold on It won't be too long Now the tide is coming in I see the waves flowing Out there on the ocean I know my ship is coming in Just at the horizon And right where the sky is Out there on the ocean Oh, my ship is coming in So don't leave me hanging I've been waiting too long For this moment My ship has finally come I will travel to the seven Like fighting with gravity And it's bringing me down If this world is really round Then tell me how It just don't know for you to come around Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the live episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show. This is Tammy, and I think Rodney is going to join us a little bit later on tonight. Um, so we'll see. Hopefully he'll be able to join in. He's working on some things. For those of you who listened last week, you know that he had a big project that he was working on. So hopefully he'll be able to join us a little bit later. But thank you all for tuning in with us tonight. I know, again, it's football season, and Monday Night Football is is on. I was actually watching a little bit of it before getting on the show tonight. So um, Green Bay and and I think Eagles is playing. That's who it is, I believe, if I remember correctly. But thank you all for tuning in with us. want to remind you that the chat line is open. For those of you who are listening by way of chat, post your comments or questions there. If you would like to uh, listen and connect with us through the chat line. Then remember that you do have to be a registered follower of the show, and you can do that uh, at at www.butterfly. I'm sorry, blogtalkradio.com backslash butterfly evolution, and you can. Hey Rodney, are you with us? Hey Sandy. Okay, I was gonna say I, I was hearing something. I didn't know you were on there. Okay. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? <laughs> good, good. You're going to be I'm, on I'm with shocked. us? <laughs> yeah, I won't be on long. i got to get back to what I was doing. But 
I did want to uh, call in and uh, get started with you. Uh, I, I am surprised that you know who's playing in the Monday night game since it's not that team we will not men- mention from uh, Texas. And uh, <laughs> don't, don't get me started because I see that you guys didn't say a lot on Facebook this weekend when, when Dallas was handing out whoopings. Again, so I see you guys were quiet. I almost posted something out to you and Trent, but I said, you know, I'm gonna let them, I'm gonna let them uh, be this weekend, or this week uh, on Thursday. I, I, I'm gonna wait until the Titanic sink, and then I'm gonna talk about them. Just, just like a worldly person. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was a good, it was a good, good game. Brandon and I watched it and. Um, it was it was just a great game. I was I was yelling. I was in my room watching it, and I would go into the living room every now and then, and just you know we'd have a ball with what was going on. But it was a good good game, good game. But yeah, yeah. I was watching a little bit of it before the Green Bay and the um, Eagles. I was watching a little bit before it. I was as I was winding down for the show. I like plug just watch a few minutes of it. So so far so far good. <laughs> I like it. So, how long how long are you going to be on? Because if you'd like to kind of start out, I know you got you're working on on a big project. So what I'll do is, how long do you think you'll be able to be on with us? Uh, probably thirty minutes, and then I'll okay. uh go back to what I was doing, and then I'll see if I'm if uh if I'm able to get back on. Okay, okay, and we'll probably I'm probably gonna try to keep it an hour tonight anyway or less. So so no big deal, but um we'll just try to get the get the meat of it in and cuz it's a continuation of last last week's show and for those of you who did not get a chance to listen in, we weren't on that long. I know I had some people call and like what's going on with the show? I'm like we're done. We kind of got on and got off and we're going to continue it this week. But if you did not hear it, then you may want to go back and listen to that part we'll we'll cover a little bit of that tonight as well, but you may want to go back and just listen and then um use this one as a follow up to that show as well so getting back the chat the chat line is open phone lines are open. remember um I think I was telling you guys how to register as a follower of the show, and that is just going on to blogtalkradio.com dot com backslash butterfly evolution. Again, blogtalkradio.com backslash butterfly evolution, and you just follow the link um, as you're instructed to register as a follower of the show. You can also comment, ask a question by dialing 818-691-7406. Again, 818-691-7406. Select the number one, and we'll pull you into queue by providing your area code and the last four digits of the number that you're calling from. Um, go ahead and, if you so desire, give your name. If, and if you don't want to do that, you don't have to. Um, but if you do, you know, be prepared to ask your questions or provide your comments as well. And we do hope that you all will share with us tonight. I, I think tonight's topic is is a really good one as, as we progress and try to move forward with this transformation thing. Um, just as a reminder, Butterfly Evolution is is really about transforming, dying to live, holding yourself accountable um, 
to who you are, and that requires knowing who you are. And in order to know who you are and hold yourself accountable and transform, you have to know what's in your heart and what what makes up those things that are in your heart. So I know I've learned, this is not the first show we did on the heart, but I've learned I've learned a lot, um, and, 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 I, and I hope that we all know that in order to continue in the process of transformation, we must always be willing to learn, not just about life and others, but more about ourselves, because we see the world as we are um, for the most part, not as it is. And I think we also see people. Maybe not in its totality, but I think we see people, something that we see in people projects from or comes from some place that's within us. It has to have something to bounce off of and register and, and kind of register to. So my opinion only, but I do feel like when we come across things and people and we're bothered by them, something moves us or we're feeling some kind of way, um, we need to examine ourselves and be willing to first change ourselves or at least acknowledge what needs to be changed. So uh, I think this topic, again, is so fitting for those of you who are, and if you're on the show tonight, then you are one of those people um, who are in that process because it takes a lot, I think, to come to, to work all day or do what you do and then come here for most for the most part and spend two hours with us because we're, we're on that long, um, or even to give up the Monday Night Football. So I didn't mention for those of you who are listening, uh, by, I guess by way of Facebook from the link or however we put it out there, just remember you can connect with, uh, why don't you tag both of us tonight because we just don't know how long right now will be on. So just if you don't mind, if you have a question or a comment, tag both of us or you can answer your comments or questions on in the event page, you can put that put them there in that link there on Facebook. Um, Rodney, where do you want to – I want you to get in first here. Um, I wanted to kind of focus on going back to what we – what Butterfly Evolution is, is about, and, and as I said, the transformation step awareness, but more about dying to live. Um, I, I know so many people focus on – kind of living living and then dying and then then you know what happens after that but what happens after that is based upon what happens here and whether you choose to die to self here first um or 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 not so to speak so but Go ahead and get kind of use kick off where you want to go because I'd like to kind of get that in because I can I'm gonna be I can be here and I can kind of fill in and then if you can get back in later that that's fine so kind of just have you had any additional thoughts or anything since last Monday? <laughs> I haven't and uh, uh, I'm gonna I, I'm I'm actually gonna just <clears throat> pick up where you uh, left off just now, Sammy, and that is it's um. <laughs> What's interesting is that so last week I saw that documentary I was telling you about, and then uh, tonight when I came in, um, I went to the back and Tamari had turned on the TV and she was watching another documentary that was kind of similar. And uh, uh, her and I were having some conversations tonight and earlier today, and they're kind of along the lines of of, uh, of what you were just talking about, and. 
I do think that we forget that even if we live to be 100 years old, we were only on this earth for a short period of time compared to eternity or compared to what time means to God. And I don't I can't remember if it goes one day to us is like a thousand years to him or or if it's um one day to him is like a thousand years to us. But no matter how long we live, we are only on this earth for a short period of time. And even in the Bible it says build your hopes on things eternal. And I think we forget that. It says, mm-hmm. let your heart not be troubled. We forget that. And I think it is because when we look at our lives, it's almost like looking at, uh, for those of you listening, think about when you're in the car, whether you're driving or whether you're riding. When you are approaching a hill, it looks like it's pretty steep. It looks like it is something that is going to be difficult for the car to get up. But the moment you're on the other side of that hill, you look back and realize it was nothing. And I think life is the same way. The reason why we think life is so long or the reason why we think that we have so much time is because we're looking at it head on and we are dealing with it in that way so we're 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 setting up our treasures here we're we're putting our faith in things that are not eternal we're putting our our hopes in things mm-hmm. that won't matter at some point also remember that God created good and evil So there's always going to be both. You are never going to experience good every moment of your life. It is not going to happen. That's externally, though. The things on the outside of you will not always be good, and they will will not always be bad. However, what's on the inside of you is what counts is what matters. Those things you are in control of. Those things you determine how long you are happy. You determine how long you are sad. You determine how long you're going to laugh, how long you're going to cry. You determine those things. You have no control over those external things. However, something else you said, Tammy, What is on the inside will ultimately impact what's on the outside. And to Barry and I were talking earlier today, when we change the way we deal with things, situations, people, all of a sudden it appears that the entire situation changed. However, It's not that the situation changed. We changed. And I'll share this last example, Tim, and I'll turn it back over to you. When 
I was separated from my ex-wife. I spent months trying to reconcile with her, trying to work things out. And it was no, 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 no. And finally, I said, you know what? Wouldn't you know when I no longer wanted to work things out? Do you know that the moment I said, you know what? I've had enough of this. That was internal, though. That whole situation looked totally different to me. It was the same. But I began to see her in a different light. I began to see the whole situation in a different light. I went from being hurt to being happy. And it wasn't because it was a happy situation, but it was because I had made up in my mind I'm going to stop trying to force something that isn't here. I'm going to stop trying to work this situation out. And so even though things were still the way that they were, I no longer saw them that way. So it was hard for me to be hurt because I didn't look at it that way anymore. But as long as I put myself in a position, as long as I wouldn't let it go, and believe it or not, we are in control, the whole situation changed. My life you know, Rodney, it's um, a couple of things you said, and, and, and don't let me keep you because I, I know you got stuff to do, but there's a couple of things I want to piggyback on. The the faith and hope in this world. Um, you're so right, and, 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 and I do feel that a bulk of what's in our heart, and we'll, we'll, we're, we'll talk about the heart and, and, and uh, what makes up those things and all of that, but a, a, a great deal of what's there and how – you perceive life and do life comes from our, um, I guess, our positioning and in, in what we're putting our faith and our hope in. Because putting your faith and your hope in people, places, this world, things, mm-hmm. is certainly a setup. Because the word tells us that we, we are fighting against the rulers of darkness the rulers who who are here to, to to kill, steal, and destroy every bit of peace and happiness that we have um, access to. Now, what does that mean for us? Um, you have to you have to take control over your life and in your life when we are putting that faith and that hope into people. And I think a lot of times we we do that to kind of take the focus off of ourselves and also take the responsibility from us, the responsibility of, 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 of um, having, being responsible for who you are and what's going on in your life. I'm not saying that we have total control over what happens because we don't. Things happen. People happen. They come and go. Things change, but how you perceive those things and how you allow people to um, get up in your space enough 
that your heart is no longer guarded, which is one of our scriptures that we want to talk about. So I think as we prepare to move forward, you guys think about what Rodney says about where does your faith lie? Even today, how how many times, answer it truthfully for yourself. The description that we put out for this show asks the question, how many times today, yesterday, or within the last week have you thought about your spiritual condition, mainly about the spiritual condition of your heart? I I recommend, if you haven't, search scripture about the heart. Um, And it says, in spite of the heart being the center of our being, rarely do we ponder its sickness and the effect it has on how we perceive and respond to life, not just to life but to people. Um, The heart contains a dialogue of all that has happened in life, and it is the center of that life. The heart is is the guiding force of our thoughts, perception, and actions. And one of the one of our verses that we referenced yesterday, I'm, I'm sorry, yesterday, last Monday, was Proverbs 4 and 23 um, about guarding your heart because out of it flows the issues of life. How often do we, again, let people just all in our space, even though the world tells us to stay away from from fools and people who are angry, living from a – not saying that you cannot um, – minister and be there for people, but I think the best way to be a ministry is to live that life, to live the word, not just read it, not just talk it, but to live it. And I think that's where where we are falling short. We're trying to give something that we have not quite mastered or teach something that we've not quite um, mastered enough for ourselves in, in order to be able to do that. I also think that we run from that because somewhere within us, we know that the people we are judging, um, the things that we are judging, that a bulk of those things are within us. And some of those same things are the things that we need to tend to. So, again, as we go through this, think about it. Do you guard your heart? I think not because for the most part we're taught to live a lie, to not speak truth, even though the word speaks of that. It talks about if you, those who hold back the truth, we're not, we're not doing ourselves any good or the people that we're holding it back from, and we do that so often. Even in our own lives, we don't deal with the reality of a situation or the situations and circumstances in our lives. We'll deal with them when we're angry or when something has come up to um, birth certain things in the situations or the circumstances. And then after that, it comes down enough so that you can go right back to being comfortable So we don't stay in the zone of being uncomfortable enough to deal with what's really on our hearts and in our hearts and more so where those things are coming from, what's feeding the items or the things that are on our heart. Rodney, you were going to say something? No, 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 no. I I was really like making a tell, like I was was agreeing with you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. Okay. And and you guys 
we see you out there. So if you do have a question or a comment or, you know, if something's going on with you that you feel that's in your heart and you just can't seem to get away from certain situations or things because no matter what the heart is, and and even after all of this, I remember you saying, Rodney, about the heart is the mind, and, and uh, we talked about that a little last last week. But I don't know if we'll ever really find out or really know a, a number of things, but the bulk of what we think we know or be able to, to really understand it, I'll say, until we have made it. Um, but I, I, I see the heart as being like we said in the description, the, the center of life, it's a combination or a makeup of all of all those things, the mind, the soul, um, our emotions, our will, our intentions. Um, again, we do not think about it enough. And, and, and what I'd like to go back to, I think we reference um, do not conform to the patterns of, of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I do feel once we're able to really dig into the renewing of our minds, which will change our thoughts and things like that, then our heart is also, I'm going to say it is available for being changed. It, it becomes available because I, I, I feel this, that without the Holy Spirit um, producing a change in your heart, I don't know if we can really get those things off of us. We can acknowledge them, but I think the newness of the heart, the um, the putting away of the hardened heart or the prideful heart comes by way of being changed by the Holy Spirit, which we don't hear enough about anymore. We I don't think we got into that part Monday, Rodney, but I, I can't tell you the last time that I've gone to church and had someone speak about the Holy Spirit, the need for it. Although the word tells us that Jesus said, I'm going to go away and I'm going to send you a helper. So regardless of how you feel about the heart, the things that are on your heart becomes the basis for the way in which you live life, perceive life, um, do life, and people. So start to think back. We asked some questions last week. Do you... Are you angry? Is it someone that you've not forgiven? Is it things about your life that you've not really um, accepted or dealt with enough to move forward, to move past those things? And, and when you don't, when you've not stopped to take care of you, the heart does become hardened. And then I also think that somewhere along the way pride sets up because that anger, that hardened heart, Things you become an angry person, and then it all everything becomes about you. You you rarely can see past yourself or past your 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 needs, your wants. That's why you you have people that will go off or will kill someone because they pulled out in front of them. It's it's not about the person pulling out in front of you and 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 stopping your day. It's just that so much is embedded. In your on your heart that has led to anger, disappointment in with in this world, which goes back to what Rodney said, the faith and the hope being in man, in people, in this world, and not God. Like we ask, how many times today? How many times just today alone 
have you thought about yourself in the in, in in a way of talking about your spiritual condition, not just the spirit condition of you as a whole, but what's on your heart? What is your foundation built from, and why, and how do you deal with those things? So, Rodney, how are you for time? I'm going to get back in here on that part. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and you know what, Tammy, I want to I want to add this, and and, and I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> we got a, we got a couple minutes. This, uh, of course, uh, uh, you know I was gonna stay a little bit longer than thirty minutes, but I'm, I'm not gonna go too far over. Um, but I want to I, I want to share something that that goes right along um, with what with, with what you're talking about because I think that we underestimate. Mm-hmm what is in our heart. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that in doing so, I think we, we do a couple of things. One is because we underestimate what's in our heart, we don't necessarily live in the way that we should in a good way. Two, we put ourselves in a position that is, going to either hurt us in the present time or it's going to hurt us in the future. And you keep saying we we have to guard our hearts and search our hearts, but I don't think we do that enough because I honestly don't think we know what is in our hearts. And I think a lot of times we think that what's in our hearts may not be good enough. And sometimes we look at, I guess, different things that may come out of our mouth at times or, or, or we, look at, we, we look at the things around us and we place them unconsciously in our hearts and we say, we we take them on as if they are us. Like, for example, I hate those surveys that ask me to describe myself because I'm most likely going to tell you about the person I want to be, not the person I am. So as I'm going through a survey, it may say, humble, Okay, well, that's a great quality to have, and maybe I want to be humble. But what if I'm not humble yet? Or what if I still need growth in that area? But in my mind, this is where I want to be. And so because of that, I think we... I think we uh, I, I think we underestimate or overestimate what is in our heart. I do have a question for you, Tammy. Okay. How much how much of church do you think contributes to the issues in our heart? Oh wow. How much? Um <laughs> I would say at least <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of stay neutral here. Um, 
and for the sake of, I would say a great deal, I would certainly say more than 50%. I would say probably about 90% because, um, and but that's not for, for everyone. Again, you have, even with church, you have to show up with a willing heart um, and with some sense of reality um, and knowledge of God for yourself. I think people are, are searching outwardly for everything today, and, 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 and everything that we need is within. And if you're not starting within, then even going to church is going to oftentimes It'll bring you up. It'll put you on this high. And then sooner or later, you start to um, experience this this low and then this low and then this low. And, again, that is if you are not for yourself. If, if number one, I'll go back. If you're not going for the right reason, if, you, if, you're, not, if you're not going expecting God and being responsible for your change rather than going saying, well, you know, I'm going to look at sister so-and-so and brother so-and-so and, and they're doing this and not doing this. You have to take your eyes even off of the pastor and be willing to search your own heart or allow God. There's, there's a verse that says, search, you know, search me, search me. Basically, I can't, I don't know exactly how it goes, but basically search me and, 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 allow me to see if there's any wickedness in me, basically. And and if, if we would all be honest, there is. It's just hopefully we're growing out of that wickedness because we're allowing God. First, we're acknowledging the change, that change needs to take place, and then we're allowing God to do it. So I think a great deal of it happens at church, but I also put a great deal back of responsibility back on myself, the person, because I can I can attest to when I was feeling that way, when I'd go and I'd be on this high, I was looking for something from people. I was looking for people to keep me filled um, and give me what I should have been only expecting from God. It goes back to what you were saying, that faith and hope in the world and in people and things. Um, I wasn't showing up with a willing um, available heart doesn't mean I didn't want it. I don't even real. I don't think if I, that I realized um, it right off. And it goes back to what you were saying, Rodney. You have to be willing to go through some stuff to get rid of mm-hmm. some stuff. It just doesn't fall off of you. We we have <laughs> life. We, we come here in such a way, and then life happens. Life really does happen, but it's because we're not taught at a young age to deal with life happening. We kind of push it under the rug, and then we push more of it under the rug, and then you push more, and finally you find yourself with so much under the rug until you just about need to burn the house down in order to get the stuff from under the rug because it has grown so far and so deep. Um, and, And as they say, the deeper the roots, the bigger the tree. Well, the deeper, the deeper the things or the more things that you have allowed to simmer on your heart uh, without dealing with them, the more hardened your heart is, um, the more ego you're going to have, even pride. And it sounds crazy, but, again, life becomes about the creature rather than the creator. 
Mm. It really becomes about you because you're so hurt and you're so broken until nothing that goes in. Think about a broken glass, a shared glass. I don't care how water is good for us, but if you pour water into a, a broken glass, shattered glass, it's going to seep out. So if you are damaged, if your heart is damaged, if you're wounded, if you have allowed things to just weigh you down, then even the good things, the good people that come in your life, you will eventually destroy them. Or you will be so blind by the pain, the bondage, the ego, the me, 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 the why me, until you don't see it. You know you need it, but you don't see it. You can't, you can't grasp because your heart is so hardened and so heavy. And I think that's what has happened to a lot of us. And we, we continue to put the things under that rug instead of dealing with them because life teaches us not to deal with things, and we're so foolishly focused on foolishness. I, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm all for having fun and, and doing things, but when I see, I heard right now. I heard Steve Harvey say today um, on his show, he had, he had, um, oh gosh, what's the man's name? Um, his wife is Cookie and Magic. He had Cookie and Magic Johnson on there. He was, he was expressing about the um, the Miss America pageant that he kind of messed up on. He announced the wrong winner. And I believe he, he said it was like 4, billion, 4 million or 4 billion people within 48 hours had commented on his mistake. And I'm like, really? Four, I, whether it was 4 million or 4 billion doesn't matter. 4,000 was too many. Like, really, we are so consumed about the wrong name being called for Miss America that within 48 hours, that many people commented. And so the distractions that we allow, people people are going to come in your life, and and I, I feel like at some point they all have, or in some way they all have a role, whether it's to test you, even some are going to come to use you, but guess what? If someone comes to use you and they are successful, guess who's to blame? Not the person who showed up to use you because you should be discerning enough and solid enough and grounded enough to figure that out. Period. Mm. So some's going to come to love us and to teach us, but we're, again, we're not available. We're not even available for the things and the people that God sends to us. Because we're so distracted, we're so broken, we're in pain, we're in bondage, and it's not about glorifying God. It's not about healing and glorifying God. It's more about why me? Why do I have to go through this? Even though what the word tells us about that, count it all joy. Because it's through trials and tribulations that that we grow, that we persevere. But it's so much about the word that we want to leave out and, and, and miss. But in order to, to grow and get rid of the stuff that's been put upon you, you don't have to you gonna just like that stuff came upon you, that same pain is gonna have to come up to get it off of you, to get it out of you. That means coming up means you gotta deal with it. Because if not, you're just adding a little bit here and there. 
It's like being dehydrated and drinking a little bit of water and a whole lot of Coke, a little bit of water and a whole lot of Coke, You just or whatever it is. You're never quite going to make it. Just never. Rodney, how are you for time? You know you can't come on this show in 30 minutes. Uh, So you know you can't come on here and stay 30 minutes. I don't even know why you tried that. (laughs) I'm actually going to read these uh, uh, three quotes, and and then I'm going to turn it back over to you so I can uh, try to finish this this work or as much as I okay. can. Okay. Because I, I, I do have a basketball game the next two days, so I got to try to knock okay. it out between tonight and tomorrow. Uh, the okay. first one, it's Mary's online, so uh, she might she might get motivated to press the number one. You just never know. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the first one says, the best and most beautiful thing in the world cannot be seen or even touched. They must be felt with the heart. That's from Helen Keller. The second mm-hmm. one says, the beauty of a woman must be seen from in her eyes because that is the doorway to her heart, the place where love resides. And that's from Audrey Hepburn. And the last one um, I really like, and I'll post these on the event page too. And it comes from Steve Jobs, and he says, your work is going to fill a large part of your life. And the only way to be truly satisfied is to do what you believe is great work. And the only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking. Don't settle. As with all matters of the heart, You'll know when you find it. Mm. Read that one one more time, Ron, if you don't mind. Before you, that last one, will you read that one one more time? Uh huh. It says your work is going to fill a large part of your life, and the only mm. way to be truly satisfied is to do what you believe is great work. And the only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't oh, found wow. it yet. Keep looking. Don't settle. As with all matters of the heart, you'll know when you find it. Oh, wow. That's powerful because, Rodney, most of the people, um, including me, I'm not saying I don't, don't, don't just like what I do, but it's not what I love to do. And so if you think about that alone, just that alone, and why that's so important because, where do we spend most of our time? At work. Mm-hmm. At work. At work. And and most of us are just working for those dollars to, not in all cases, but I think most of the dollars that we think we need are needed because we think we need some of the things <laughs> that we we go to work to get those dollars to buy. I don't know if I said that right, but I think if we if we eliminate a lot of stuff that we could mm-hmm. eliminate a lot of work hours as well. And so just think about that alone people as you as you think about what's on your heart, the misery day after day, year after year 
of going to a place because that alone, and I'm jumping kind of to the to the end, but that alone, if you, it takes you out of uh, your your de- design purpose, I would say your God your God godly purpose, and so in, in that we lose passion for life because we were created. All of us were were created for that same thing that that Rodney is talking about, love for for doing the work that we love, um, that God has put us in the position to do, but because we chase the world, we put our faith and our hope in the world and in people and in things. So we try to get the the best paying job, um, or several. Just just to get things that we, if we really thought about it, we could do without. Because God says he's supplied us with our needs anyway. I feel like a lot of the supplying is not going on because we we don't always make feel, we don't always acknowledge that we are totally, totally dependent upon our need for God. That I think we've kind of taken him out, removed him from those those situations and things and being our provider for everything, uh, me included. Talking to myself tonight as well. It's so easy to get caught up um, in your day to day, forgetting that the Creator is in control of even the things that you have put your faith and hope in. That He can shut them down, just like that, and shut us down. Not just those things, but He can shut us down, just like that. Just like that. So, Rodney, you good? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna sign off and uh, I'll try to come back on. I don't know how much longer you'll be on, okay. but if you're still on, okay, I will definitely okay. be back in. Good luck. Good luck on your. Uh, on thank your, you. Um, Pray for my girls. The first basketball game is tomorrow. <laughs> All right, let me keep us keep us posted how they do. Uh-huh. I said, keep us posted for for how the girls do tomorrow night. I most certainly will. If we if we can make a few layups, we might be all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for for coming in for the first first half of it. I appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. All right. Okay, well, you guys, we're going to, for those of you who are out there, again, if you have questions or comments or some knowledge about what we're talking about tonight, uh, feel free to select the number one, ask your questions, um, comment, and I need to check the chat room while I'm talking. Okay. Okay, we're okay there. And for those of you who are listening by way of Facebook, um, again, if you put something out there, be sure to tag uh, go ahead and tag Rodney as well. Um, Rodney's off, but just tag both of us in your comment or your question. So let's let's get back to. I want to go back to um, a couple of verses. I wanted to say this before Rodney got off, but we had mentioned last week um, about the mind being the same as the heart, and I came ac- across um, Psalms seven and nine that speaks about. God probing the minds and the hearts, um, which leads me to think, again, that the heart 
Yes, it's a part of the mind. It's a part of our, our, our soul. I think they all work together. But what I think ends up happening is your heart, not think, I, I won't say think, your heart holds all of that. It captures. It's just like a magnet that pulls everything in, your thoughts, your um the, the the things that have happened to you in life. And, again, it becomes, as we said in the description, it becomes the center of your life. Everything is pulling from it. Everything is pulling from it, but then you are pulling everything into you because of it. But how often do you think about, the number one, guarding your heart. Guarding your heart. How do we do that? Love yourself. And what is what is the commandment, the greatest commandment? A lot of us, if we be honest, we don't love ourselves. We don't love our lives. We're not thankful for what we have, what ha what what has been given or or I won't say given, but the, the blessings. We're not thankful for what we have so that God can can give more. We're always looking, well, why don't I have this? Well, I need this. So much so until we miss what we do have. We miss that today, I've had all that I needed today. I could sit here and say I wanted a better job. I wish I wasn't doing this. I could sit here and say I wish I had more money. I could sit here and say I wish my (laughs) – for those of you, well, some of you know because you're close to me and talk offline, but I had water damage in my house, and I've been living like crazy with my OCD self. It has it has driven me crazy, but you know what? I think I, I've been able to find a blessing, blessings even in that. Has it driven me crazy? Yes, but have I thought about, often I've thought about, Even God wants me to learn something out of this, to stop trying to be so much in control or so caught up in my house, being so caught up in my house and the things in my house and wanting them to always, now I'm going to, to a degree, I'm going to always want my house to be just clean. I don't think I'll ever change that. But I do see where I go overboard with that. And it's, it's it's crazy. Where does that come from? It's coming from somewhere. Somewhere. Because if water is good for us, but people have died from consuming too much water. Crazy as it sounds. So everything has to be within balance. And so start looking, number one, start looking for the lessons. In everything you go through, and I can tell you that that is hard to do. They say the bigger the the bigger the level, the bigger the devil. I truly believe that. And this last two months, boy, I forever believe that. Like you have to just stop sometimes and say, "Wow, wow." But you also have to acknowledge the, that we are we're fighting spiritual warfare here. And if you're not being tested, if you're not being bought before situation after situation 
and thing after thing, seemingly, like every time you turn around there's there's something else, then I would really question. I would begin to question. And I'm not saying that we should always be looking for conflict and, and things like that, but when they come, we need to search for that joy and that peace and that faith and that trust in God. And that cannot come from a hardened heart, an unforgiving heart, a prideful heart, a selfish heart. It cannot come from that. It will not come from that. Unless you, number one, acknowledge that that that's there, that that's your thing, that's what's going on with your life, and that you show up with all of that, seeking God and acknowledging that I cannot do this in my own strength. So while we're busy looking at someone else's life, what they're, what it looks like, uh, what it doesn't look like, what they say, what they don't say, how they treat me, what they say to me, it's not about them. Because, again, people come to teach us, to use us, to hurt us, to love us. But whatever, they can, they can come. But if they're successful, then you need to look at yourself. What is it within you that has allowed this person or this thing to be successful? in its pursuit of you. And again, we have to go back to a bulk of that comes from the condition, the spiritual conditions of our heart. We have a caller. We're pulling in our caller from 901, area code, last four digits, 3521. Call you on the air with us. Can you hear us? Maybe she pressed the button. Okay, we lost her. If you want to get back in, just just uh, select the number one again. We did lose it. Sorry about that. I don't know what's happening there, but um, we'll move right along. I want to go back to um, a couple of scriptures. Of course, we've given you the one above all that's guard your heart for everything you do flows from it, from it, everything you do. So that means your actions, what you do is flowing from. Your heart, the condition of your heart. So what if what did what did you do today? How did you do life today? What did you do yesterday? How did you do life yesterday? How will you do life tomorrow if you are blessed enough to see another day? How will you do life tomorrow differently? What is your goal? What is, what are you in pursuit of, whether it be happiness, peace, purpose? passion, truth, reality, how will you do it? What will you do and why? So often we miss the we miss what's what's your why? And I think you if you've listened to us before I, I gave the scenario of of you know the buildings on fire. It's just a burning building. But if someone says, in my case, if someone says Brandon's in that burning fire, a burning building, you, you bet believe the building, it's not just a burning building anymore. I'm going in. I'm going in. It's, it's now in, in my mind it is uh, it's no longer a burning building, not with Brandon in it, in my mind. And so 
our intentions. What what you know, we, we don't think enough about intentions as well. I thought about this. I was actually trying to get into my door and, and the porch light wasn't on and so it was pitch dark. And this has happened so many times and I and I get this this inkling, not all the time, but sometimes I'm amazed at how how um just how easy it is in the midst of darkness for me to put put that key right where it goes and open my door. I, I rarely have to have to fumble with it. Same thing a few nights ago I, I was getting up um and I'm and I told you I had water damage, so part of my floor in my bedroom, a good deal of it is now the the, the concrete because I'm waiting on the repairs. But I was in the and I keep my house pitch dark. I was able to to wake up and put my feet directly in my house shoes, and more than once. And why? Because when I'm unlocking my door in the dark, my intentions. Yeah, I did it before, many many times. But my my intentions is to get in my house, and I have no doubt that I'm not going to be able to get in. Same with the shoes. My intentions is to get those shoes on so I can go do my business and come back and go to bed as as quickly as possible. So same with your life. Be intentional with your doing, with your life, without doubting. It's so easy to say without doubting, but we have to have faith. And we have to have the kind of faith that does not um, – I'm going to share some something with you that I read today, actually um, – this is a this is a five minute devotional and meditation for busy women. In today's reading, um, it says the ultimate disaster that can befall us is to feel ourselves at home on this earth. Why is this the ultimate disaster? Because making plans and priorities based on what we see removes the element of believing God for the unseen. And that was the part that really blessed me because making plans and priorities based on what we see removes the element of believing God for the unseen, which is what is faith. It's hoping for the things that we've not seen. So as as crazy as that sounds, I have no doubt, again, when I go to stick my key in my door, even in the midst of darkness, that I'm not going to get in my house. So because of that intention and that faith, I'm able to get right in there. Well, start being that intentional about life, that I'm going to have peace here regardless because the person who – I'm going to say person – because God controls everything about my life, and that is where my faith lies. My heart is going to be at peace. No longer will I be angry. No longer will I be bitter, full of bitterness. No longer will my heart be full of unforgiveness. No longer will I waver. I'm on this side today and this side tomorrow, and the next day I might just sit on the fence because I don't know where 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 I sit in. So matters of the heart is about healing your heart. In order to know that you need to heal it, you got to acknowledge that you have a sick heart. And I think that we all have a level of a, of sickness in our heart 
but it's when the level has uh, become like anything else, like I said about the water. When it, when, when it, when what is flowing from your life, when your actions speak that something's wrong, that something is wrong with my roots, when you're, when that tree starts to die, that we, the part that we can see, then we know something is happening with the roots. It's not getting enough water, sunlight, something, the something is happening deep down. It's so different with our life, which is why the scripture says, guard your heart, for out of it flows the issues of life. And so ask yourself the questions. I'm going to go back and ask some of the questions that, um, or maybe I have already, um, and I think I did, about who you're angry with and who have you not forgiven. And the first person we have to forgive is, is ourselves because most of our anger, I don't think it's about the people or the things. It's, it's that how did I allow this? What is wrong with me? But that's the part, again, we run from. So we, we, we keep these things that are on our heart um, I guess kind of covered up because we don't want to deal with them. Remember, we sweep it under the rug. What part of your life have you not truly accepted? Because, again, people, life happens, and we have to take our eyes off of someone else's life, what they have, what they do, what their husband's like, what their wife is like, what kind of car they drive. Because I guarantee you, I would say at least 80% of the people are faking the funk. They're faking it. When you get to a point where you just want to say, hey, I'm not, I, I'm not okay. I'm not okay today, and my life's not okay every day. But I'm dealing with it. I'm acknowledging it so that I can deal with it. And then are you happy, grateful, we've gone over that, content with your life, um, and it starts there. You have to have an attitude of gratitude about the blessings that you do have and the things that you do have. If you're not hungry today, if you have a place to live, then who cares about tomorrow? But I tell you what, tomorrow won't change if you don't. If your heart does not change, tomorrow will not change. I think one of the most important of all the questions that we've asked here tonight, especially about being angry, especially if you're angry with someone or something or if you've not for, forgiven someone about something, if that person, if the person, person you're angry with, the person that you have not forgiven, the person that you feel is the cause of your I guess, current state, condition, sickness of the heart, if, that, if you woke up tomorrow and, and found out that that person did not make it, that, they won't, that they're not here this day because God has called them on, how much would the situation, the thing, your anger, how much would it matter? Would you want to do over? Would you, would it would it make you more would it would it would it put your heart even in a in a worse state than it than it currently is? 
And I think we don't do that enough. We don't think about, and I'm not saying ponder on the future to a, to a, to a point where you can't live today, but there's the saying that you live today as you're going to die tomorrow and you plan as you're going to live forever. So sometimes it is necessary to get on the other side of either the decision, the situation, what if I do this? What what does it look like to this person, tomorrow, to that person? What if that person that I'm angry with, the situation, what if it's here tomorrow, gone tomorrow, what does it change? But think about life. What changes? And so, again, I say the issues that we see, project, are not about the other person. It's not about the world or the person uh, or the thing or the situation or the circumstance. It's more about what's in your heart, what's going on with you. And remember the verse, I don't think we've, we've brought this up in uh, again, if you don't, if you have any questions or comments, go ahead and log in. I'm not going to be with you much longer. Um, Proverbs 23 and 7, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Thinketh in his heart. And, you know, you've heard us say here, you sow a thought, you reap an action. And so our thoughts become actions. And I, I truly believe What's in our heart, again, is the action, is what we put out. So going back to what I said earlier, when you renew your mind, when you set aside this world, when you put away, when you're willing to die here first, when you think about your first death being here on earth, rather than you living and dying and then, you know, what happens now. Well, if you decide to die now, pick up your cross and follow God daily, that is your death. You are giving yourself, you're giving up yourself so that that Holy Spirit that we talked about earlier is able to change you because we can't do it in our own strength. Life has happened one too many times. Too much has happened. It has become rooted and, and, and embedded in us, so much so to it has become us. It has become the issues of our lives. It has become our actions. And so we are what we repeatedly do. And what we do comes from what's in our heart. What's in our heart comes from our thoughts, our intentions, our will, our pain. Because remember, it is the center of your life. But again, how many times today Last week, have you did you think about what's my spiritual condition? What are the issues of my heart? Because there's a song that says, flowing from my heart. There's something flowing from all of us, and it comes from our heart. So I encourage you all to think about that, to think about, um, your actions. How how are you living? There's this, another scripture that says the, the the good man brings good things out of the good out of the good stored up in in his heart. So the good man brings 
good things out of the good that is stored up in his heart. And the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. Again, for out of the overflow of his heart, his mouth speaks. So it's not just what you're thinking, it's what you're speaking. And you have to ask yourself that. Or you have to look at, what what am I saying? What is my response to life, to people, by my words? What is what What are the words? What are my actions? And that will tell you what's in your heart. And most times, if it if we allow it to, then we will oftentimes realize that it's not that person. It's not that thing. Rodney said it. If you change, then it changes. You have to be the change that you want to see in people and in the world. I shared with the kids at the Gundy King Youth Conference, I have been saying that, quote, be the change you want to see in the world and never really dug deep to figure out exactly where it came from, why, and, you know, what does all this mean because you just kind of think you know. But this Gandhi um, had a, a young man, a mother bought her young son to him to help him get over something. And this something, Gandhi realized that it was, it was, his, it was one of his somethings that he had not been able to get over. So he asked the mother to bring the child back, and I think it was two weeks, something like that, to bring the child back. And the mother was like, you know, we're here now. I need help with this situation now. But she went away. She came back. But she also wanted to know, why did you send us away? And he said, because I can't teach your son how to do something that I have not been able to do myself. So I took this time. To, to to eliminate this from my life as well so that now I can be that example and that guide and give this advice to him. So back on us. How how What integrity, I guess, that is to be able to say, well, you know, I can't quite help you with this because I'm struggling with this myself. We can help each other. Or come back, let me see if I can get over this. It's like something as simple as, as, as my eating the ice. I remember thinking when I could not, I mean, I was like an addict to ice. I mean, it was crazy. Um, and it made me have more compassion for people who are struggling with drugs. Because I'm like, this is ice. This, is, this doesn't give me a high according to the world, but for me, it gave me a high. It was like a child with the with their blanket. So we all have our own sickness. We all, all have our own stuff. And if you will focus on that and then you work on being the change that you want to be and want to see want want others to be or see in others or see in this world, then like Rodney said, things change, people change, the situation changes. Same with your heart. If you start to renew your mind, stop being conformed to the patterns of this world and be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And it goes on to say so that you, that you can test and prove the perfect will of God. How often do we think about that? Most of us think that we we can't even 
test and prove it, but we can't with the, with that same carnal mind. We can't with our worldly mind. We can't with our worldly focus, with our worldly faith and worldly hope. We cannot. The heart stays sick when we remain sick. So we're like a person with the with the with the flu going out in the rain with no coat, no hat, no clothes. We're just we're just just adding to our sickness. So um again I am going to say one more time. If you guys chat line is okay, if you we're gonna get ready to bring it to a close. So if you do have a question or a comment, uh, go ahead and get that in now. Um, and just keep in mind, I'm going to continue to talk, and I'll check it just before getting off, but I want you guys to really just keep in mind that the heart is is our, is everything. It's, it's our moral and our mental activity, rational and, and, and the emotional elements, I guess, of our lives. It's all of that and so much more. And you have to start guarding it. And you cannot feel guilty about guarding your space, your home, your heart, speaking what you believe, not not settling, not accepting any old thing, any old body, any old word. It's time for some boldness. But in order to be that, you got to know that you are that because you can only fake it for so long. And and Rodney said, don't expect to go through this life without trials and tribulations. You gotta you gotta be willing to experience those growing pains so that you can die. Like you should wake up. I I, I can't put a time thing on it, but every now and then, I, I I'm like I don't I don't can't believe I'm not responding this way. That I'm not acting this way. That I'm not cursing somebody out this way that they're not getting under my skin like they used to. But it's not because they've changed. It's not, and and maybe they have, but my perception of it, my perception of myself, my ability to deal with my own reality changed. So now it doesn't, it doesn't seem the same. It doesn't hurt the same. It doesn't get under my skin the same. And they don't. I'll say it, they, and and all of that, because I'm dealing with my stuff. And and don't think because I come here every Monday that I don't have my stuff. I have some things that I go <laughs> like, and then I have some things that I've gotten over, and I can say yay. Just add them to the list. But we gotta. Grow through what we go through, and you got to be willing to go through it to grow through it. You can't always think that someone else can uh, show up and and be your doctor. You can't always. If you go into the doctor's office with, you know, your leg hurt, but you tell him it's your arm, he's not going to check your leg. He's going to check your arm. We're doing that in life. We're doing that in life. So, um. The verses I do want to give, well, I'll tell you this. If, if this topic has interest you, there's some great, great, great articles 
and sermons and verses about the heart. If you're not an, an everyday Bible reader, it's a great place to start. Google. Google scripture about the heart. But I do want to leave you with this. No matter how you see the heart or what do you see the heart as, whether it be the mind or it's your emotions, it's this, it's that. There's nothing more important, nothing that's been said that is more important than this tonight. That without, without the Holy Spirit, a change in heart that takes place by the Holy Spirit, which is, again, something we don't talk about enough, without you being open to allowing the Holy Spirit to change your heart, to give you a new spirit. And I'll read the verse, I'll read this verse, and I'll end it here. And this comes from Ezekiel 36. It says, a new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within and cause you to walk in statues. And ye shall keep my judgment and do them. So not only keep them, but do them. And I think we'll have a desire to keep them and do them to the point when we're not we're so convicted, and we want to go before God and do what we should be doing anyway, asking for forgiveness for our own sins. So often we go in prayer, and we're praying for God to change somebody else and take away their sins, so we forget to ask for forgiveness for our own. So a lot of that that hardening and prideful heart, a lot of it has to do with our own stuff as well. So keep that in, in, in mind that without a change in heart produced by the Holy Spirit, we can about throw the towel in in the pursuit of that um, pure heart because that's what we're after. I love that scripture. Clean, get pure heart, and I believe it's clean hands and pure heart. Because that's what it's going to take for us to be. So um, I will end there. Thank you all for tuning in. Rodney and I are not sure what we're going to do about the rest of the year. I know that I have just an awful lot going on. And I hope next year to be able to share some some um some more personal um, battles that I have been going through lately, um, and I have to do it within limits, of course. But um, don't think that because you're going through stuff that you have it all wrong because sometimes God's just calling you, calling you out for your purpose, calling you out for you to do what he put you here to do. And when he when you do that, he's glorified. His kingdom is glorified. His righteousness, his word is glorified. So don't think. Remember what I said: the bigger the level, the higher the devil. Which means you gotta be, you gotta stay on your knees. I oh, I forgot to tell you guys. 
I have not shared this. I have a war room that is, I think, the best ever, and I've become so addicted to it. I have sent some of you pictures. Um, I just had someone, uh, Mr. Bob, shout out to Mr. Bob, Miss Diane's husband, my mom's best friend's husband made me a prayer bench. So I have, I call it my altar. And it is now in my, my war, I call it my war room. I got my, my, my W and my R from my war room and my prayer sign. But, you guys, I I sleep in there. I sit in for hours and I read. I wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning with a desire to go in and read my word and pray. And it has made all the difference in my life. I'm not saying it has changed situations and things, some things are still the same, but my outlook, my perception, my faith, my trust has changed, and I have such a desire for God's word, um, for my life with God, and I, and I realized the only way to get that is to do what the word says. We need to we need to forever be in prayer. We don't have time to be coming on Miss America got called out wrong. We don't have time for that, okay? Tell us who it won and let's keep it moving. Don't have time. You don't have time in your own life. I know you don't because if you're listening to little old me at 9.22 for an hour and a half, and Rodney got on in spite of having to do you guys, then you you don't have the time either, and you don't want it. You don't want what the world is offering because you're here. But you're in the right place because you're pursuing dying to live, not living to die. So I hope that something has been said here to to give you a desire for a change of heart, to have a change of heart, to pursue having a a pure heart, to pursue having um, an understanding of who you are and what's in your heart and what you need to work on and taking responsibility of that. Chase your life. Chase the life that God purposed for you. Chase it. I mean, want it, desire it like food and water. And with that comes prayer and reading of God's word. I am I am back on this. I, I don't know if I shared this before, but I had um, really kind of not, um, something at the end of the year last year just kind of happened. I don't know what it was, but I didn't have the kind of thirst and uh, desire to read my word as, 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 as I was, and it was an everyday thing for me. Like, I looked so forward to it, and then something happened. I don't quite know, and I still can't really explain all of it. Um, it's getting clearer and more clear to me, but I cannot really – I'm not at a point where I can share it with you now. But I'm back on this thirst for it and it's amazing because I'm I'm reading and I'm like I know I've read this same chapter a hundred times I know this wasn't here before 
So it's like God removes scales. He removes things at the appropriate time. But guess what? You have to be willing to, you have to show up for the appropriate time. I had to. I have to open up my Bible to know that God has removed some things so that I can see some more things. But that's awesome that I that I know I've read Proverbs a hundred times over, but I'm reading it now and I feel like I mean I'm literally like, where did this come from? This is the same Bible, <laughs> you know. Couldn't have been here the first time, knowing it has, but. You have to show up, people, and show up with your heart. Show up just as you are, just as you are. That's what I think God means when he's come as you are. Bring all your silly stuff, all your controlling ways, I'm talking to myself, all your stuff, all of it, bring it. Leave it at the altar. Leave it in the word of God. Leave it in your prayers and see what God does with it. It's life changing, but also remember the higher the devil, higher the level, the bigger the devil. That's why you have to clean that heart out. We clean up before company comes. Invite God, clean up, invite God, then He'll come in and you make it spotless, spotless. So. Again, I don't know if we're going to be on next Monday. I think we may come back at least one time before the end of the year um, because this is a lot going on, and, and, and it takes a lot to, to come every Monday and do this. Um, I'd like to invite you guys out to, to – I've worked on my site. I have Gator Consulting. Uh, up and running. It's been up and running, but I have really jumped on the bandwagon and, and gotten a bit more serious about it. So I'd like for you guys to go out, check it out. It's GatorConsulting.com, G-A-I-T-O-R, Consulting.com. If you know of any organization, church, school, business, who is looking for someone to come in and speak, even colleges, and that's going to be one of my main focuses. I got on, got off of my focus on the college kids last year, but uh, we offer an assessment and workshops, seminars uh, to help, whether it's your marriage, help people communicate better so that they communicate to understand each other, not just one-sided. Uh, same in the workplace. Communication is, is of the top in the workplace, in marriages, in families in just relationships. And so that's the basis of it. It's just character-based communication. And that character is based upon, that communication is based upon who you are, always being true to you. Because, and I'll end with this, between what is said and not meant and what is meant and not said, relationships are lost. So we say a lot of things that we don't mean and we don't say a lot of things that we do mean because we don't want to be hurt. We don't want to be vulnerable. And you can't do life that way. So check out the site. You can actually take the assessment from the site as well. You can sign up. And if you if, if you don't, tell somebody about it. We come in and, and speak at churches. Um, Brandon is actually helping me with this now. So we'll speak at church, your your place of work. Um, marriages, 
whatever. Individually, if you're looking to understand yourself better, um, it's a 15-minute assessment that you take. And if anybody is interested in that tonight, um, and if money is an issue, don't let it stop. You're still giving me a call if you want to take the assessment. It takes you about 15 minutes um, to take it, and then you get you on paper. You get an understanding of yourself, who you are, and why you respond to life the way you do. So it might help in your pursuit of chasing a pure heart. So that being said, thank you all for listening tonight. Um, just kind of keep in touch or just stay connected. You can call in and see if we have a show scheduled. Uh, we will do it probably at least one more. I'm not, I don't think we'll be on every Monday for the rest of the year, but we'll probably do one more. We go out with a bang and then start back up again next year. So I love you all. Just chase yourself, chase you, chase your purpose, chase, chase God. And I thank you all for tuning in with us tonight. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful night. It's been a
I'm in the back. 